testing. One, two, three. Good. Testing. Let me test my voice now. No oh, clipping. We're you're good. You're a little louder. No, we're, well, I'm louder because I have a deeper voice. Do we have to not talk over each other? We can talk over each oh other. Oh my God, I don't know what to do. <laughs> that was good. Hey, it's Mrs. and Mr. Mad Money Monster, and we are here to bring you another episode of the Mad Money Monster Show. And today, I want to talk about influential people. What did you call them? Real life influencers. Real life influencers <laughs> instead of social media influencers. So we're not pushing a product or a service or anything like that. We're talking about people in our past who have changed the way we view money in particular and life in general. I want to focus on the money piece. Is that okay with you? I'm fine with that. Not surprised, right? No. Okay. Well, since that's what this is really all about, yeah. The Mad Money Monster Show. Right. Okay, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Okay. But I had an individual that walked into my life probably when I was 18-ish. Um, yeah, right around that time. I was working at a factory, and I talked about that at length before. Um, and he just completely blew my mind in terms of what real wealth was. You know, when I grew up, I saw that money came in and money just went out. So every dime that came in our household went out for whatever. Now, that didn't need to be the case, but it was just kind of spend it all mentality with my with my parents. Spend it if you got it. Yeah. And not like they weren't going into debt or anything like that, but certainly they weren't saving for a rainy day. None of that. I met this person. I was working at a factory, as I said, and he was actually an engineer. So he was a few years older and I'll cut to the chase. We did actually end up dating <laughs> a little get it, bit. Get it out there. Uh, get, it, get it out of the way. Yes. So we did end up dating um, a little bit, you know, for a few years actually. Didn't work out. However, I learned a great deal even before we started dating. So this person lived in like a studio apartment and he was an engineer with his, with his graduate degree. So that was shocking to me. And, you know, he always talked about how he grew up in the ritzy part of New Jersey and, you know, how his his backyard overlooked Manhattan. And I'm thinking, I'm just scratching my head. How, how do you live in this studio apartment? Like, you have a mattress on the floor with a sleeping bag in one corner, and the other corner is like this, this little tiny, like, apartment not even apartment size I don't even know what kind of size it is like a camping stove almost right and and that's how that's how you live and that's he was basically house hacking that's what he was doing he was house hacking before house hacking was a thing hmm. right so I, I was shocked at that and but the other piece of that is he he always had money like well of course he did because he had a good sa- he had a high salary right for for that time and for his career and explain and, his family situation well yeah he had he certainly came from a, a family that had money as well right um but they didn't they didn't give him money they they did pay for his college education yes so he did get that um paid for however it's not like they were writing him checks every month right right so so yeah he would take his salary that he earned and pretty much bank all of it so his savings rate must have been 50, 60, 70%, which is what everybody in this personal finance space strives for nowadays. But so he was like a trailblazer in doing this long before 
it was uh, an internet sensation, so to speak. Sure. But things that I want to touch on are, <laughs> I got hired full time. I started out as a contingent. I talked about this last time. But I was buying that Mitsubishi Eclipse. Remember mm-hmm. that? And it was like, like I said before, it was like 14000 I think. And I was making like less than 20000 a year. It was nuts. Uh, and I can remember him saying, what are you doing? This is crazy. Why, why would you buy this car? Like, you can't afford this car. I'm like, of course I can afford this car. Why, why can't I afford this car? You know? <laughs> but, I mean, even though those words were coming out of my mouth, he did really make me think. Like, hmm, maybe I can't really. Maybe this is a dumb move. Now, certainly, I still went forward with it. <laughs> I still bought the car. Um, Which, if I can say something please in your defense. Do. Please do. In your defense, this is how we're all brought up. Yes, yes. You go out and you spend beyond your means and you get that car. You deserve that car. You get that that car that has a a price tag that could be your entire year's income. Because somehow you'll work it out. Yes, 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 yes. And you were at that age. You were young. Oh, yeah, totally. You're breaking out. You're doing your thing. And somebody's coming along telling you that that might not just be the way. And like I said, my... Like, my... When I when I got that when I got hired full time at that job, that was a big deal in my family. I mean, it was a global company. Now, granted, I was making like less than ten bucks an hour. I think that's what I started at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I had health benefits, and I had uh, access to a retirement savings account, and I had like that was a big deal. So I felt like a big deal, and I felt like okay, I can get I can get a nice car because, as you mentioned before, a car is a symbol of how well you're doing yes right especially in america so i felt like i deserved that symbol to say hey look i am you know pulling myself up from the trailer park where right right, where i came from and that's all natural and yeah but for him to be and and the other piece of that is that he would tell me all the time you know, why are you working here? You sh- you shouldn't, this job, I did. He felt you had much more promise or that I, Or that I wanted to do more. Yes. He knew that I wanted to do. So he was tapping maybe, into that. I guess more isn't right. Do something different, right? Something that, that really sparked my passion. And, and Smooth talked you enough to get a date out. <laughs> That's another podcast, dear. Sure. <laughs> he really started to turn my thoughts because I grew up thinking that big house and that flashy car you know the the nice clothes that was wealth yeah so he introduced me to the concept that income does not equal wealth so there's the income statement affluent right and then there's the balance sheet affluent so the income statement affluent are the you know they might have the the high salaries but that doesn't mean they have anything in terms of net wealth net worth Right. And and again, that turned the entire thing on its head for me, the entire world on its head for me, which is why you see so many like professional athletes or movie stars who made incredible amounts of money and yet can be broke. Absolutely. I mean, Johnny Depp is a shining example. of that. How do you go from having income of over six hundred and fifty million dollars to declaring basically bankruptcy that you can't pay your bills and your staff right that's what you're talking about right 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 i mean certainly he wasn't making a hundred thousand dollars a year at the time however he was making a decent entry-level salary i'm sure for his income or for his um education but he was saving so much of it that that made him balance sheet affluent 
he would look at realtor uh, magazines and just keep a pulse on the market so that when he was ready to buy a house, he knew what he was looking at. And he Mm. was years and years and years away from that. Something, again, that I never was exposed to. One time I had to borrow money from him for my community college courses. I had, I gave him hundreds of dollars. I paid him back and he found this envelope with that money I don't know, months and months later. And he said, what's this? You know, that's certainly the sign of somebody who doesn't need the money. Yeah. And again, <laughs> yeah. again, at my young age, I was just, wow. Why didn't you marry this guy? You ended up with me. <laughs> again, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> I certainly did not do everything right financially after that relationship, but it definitely opened my eyes to a different world. I did want to go down that path, but again, it's so tough when life gets in the way, right? Like, sure. Maybe I'll think more about it when you when you go into your your story. Okay. <laughs> well, you're right. When you say life gets in the way or relationships derail things, I was involved in one relationship for a couple of years where I thought for sure it was heading toward engagement, and in that time, I racked up an incredible amount of debt. Uh, between, as I had said in a previous podcast, I bought a brand new car. I, I was working at that time as, as a manager of, of a mall movie theater, Cineplex, felt I was making the big money. I was living the big time. Mm-hmm. I was living with roommates in this this like four or five bedroom home. And but that's actually smart. You were house hacking too. Yeah, I, I was. But <laughs> for me, I look back at it now and think I was just living a frat boy life. Well, that's true too. And, that could have been the case. <laughs> and in the meantime, racking up lots of debt on dinners out and entertainment. And so you weren't taking advantage of that situation? Not at all. Right. Zero advantage. It's a perfect situation yeah. to take advantage of. I could of. have banked so much money. Right. And I did not. Right. Uh, and I'm talking like, we're not talking McDonald's. We're talking like expensive restaurants. You were doing and surf and turf. Surf and turf. <laughs> we're talking $150, $200 meals. No PBR for you. No, absolutely not. <laughs> And then on top of it, she was going back to school. I was not. And I actually paid for a number of her classes. Wow, that's sweet. That's sweet of you. Well, very sweet. Where were you in my past? Right. Uh, (laughs) I was broke. (laughs) I certainly wasn't finding envelopes of cash going, where did this come from? Well, he certainly wasn't paying for my college courses either. Well, well, he loaned you the money. He kind of did. I guess. Right. Eh. So I, I wasted an incredible amount of money. And we were going to get married. It didn't work out. That's a whole other podcast story. And uh, broke up. And I still retain that debt. (laughs) I still had all of that debt on me. She moved on and I moved on with her debt is what I did. And then I met... That's a lesson. Right. And then I met someone else. And uh, I was in the middle of like rebuilding my life after that breakup. I remember I had a MasterCard and I had an American Express card. Do you still have either one of those cards? Well, I have a MasterCard now, but it's not the same not number. The same. You know, I still do have my first See, that's impressive. Card. No, it's not impressive. That's The credit card companies know, and I'm sure I'm not telling anybody anything new here, um, but they do know that that you usually keep your first card. Wow. So, so they really do vie for your first... Like, that's why you have them on the college campuses, because they want oh, your... See, I didn't know They that. want to be... 
you wow. know, y- your service provider for that first card because they know you're going to hold on to it. No kidding. And I still well, have mine. <laughs> I, I beat the odds on that one because this is not my first card. <laughs> I'm sorry. I derailed you. And no, no, not okay. at all. I, I actually learned something. <laughs> one of the problems was having an American Express card because you pay when the bill comes in and you pay it all. You don't just pay an installment. Is that true? That was true. Oh, interesting. Yes. When, when if, if you have $1,000 on that card... Every month, and you pay that thousand dollars. I wonder on that if card. that's still the case. Today. I do not uh, yeah, know. I don't have American it Express. Yeah, I do leave. <laughs> I do leave home without it. So, and what I did was I, I bought things on both, and I put. Then you started robbing Peter to say Paul. You transfer balances back and forth on another card. So and at this point, you're living above your means. You're, you're spending more than's come, than is coming in. You're, you're not just zeroing out at the end of the month. You're, correct. And then on top of it, you're going into debt. I wanted to get video editing machines for VHS video editing for professional videography. Okay. And I actually made a lot of money doing that, and I blew it all. <laughs> and one of the things that I did is uh, these VHS machines at the time, the whole editing system, it was about like $10,000. Mm-hmm. And this is back in the early 90s, like 91. That's a lot That's of an money. incredible amount of money. And I did something even dumber. I financed it through like one of these... High interest places. I, can't, re- I won't name I was, the name. Do you I can't, remember no, the interest rate? Uh, oh my! I, you know what? Was no. it double digits? It was double digits. Oh. It was double digits. Oh my it was, goodness! It was the dumbest thing I could have done. But you were young. Yes. And you had all this time ahead of you. Is that was that your mindset? No, I don't know about all this time ahead of me, but I was young, so I'm just going to claim stupidity. <laughs> Relatively speaking, yeah, right? Yes. <laughs> and uh, I, I bought these things. And although I made money, and I could have probably, outside of a year or two, paid them all off. And I didn't because I just... Because you had wanted all this the money up. and well, you wanted and I, to enjoy that money. Correct. Yeah. And, and I also had whopping credit card debt as well. And I had a car payment and oh everything gosh. else, car insurance, I, rent utilities and you were on your own at this point or you was, still had ra- roommates oh i still had roommates oh thank goodness but i mean i was i was living paycheck to paycheck wow so i ended up meeting somebody else and it got pretty serious and i thought wow this this might actually go somewhere and i remember it was a january afternoon i was off of work and it was cold i can still remember it and i thought if i'm ever gonna have anything with this girl I, I got to get myself out of debt. That was the first thing. And then the other thing was eventually I got to be more than a movie theater manager. And again, nothing wrong with managing a movie theater, but I didn't have your person to tell me you have so much more potential. You should be doing more. And of course I knew what I want to do. I wanted yeah, to do yeah, my yeah. career, which was not running a movie theater. But anyway, I had a fire safe about, you know, I don't know, about the size of a bread box. We'll just say that. And it was stuffed with bills. And I remember that day pulling out that fire safe and I pulled out all the bills and I laid them like playing cards on the floor. So is there anything particular though about, about her or was there anything particular about her that, that motivated you so strongly? Well, yeah, she came from a pretty well to do family. Okay. I didn't want them. My guy, he did. Yeah, I I didn't want her family looking down on me, thinking I'm just some bum or. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, makes total sense. Anyway, I put all these bills out on the on the floor, and I I remember looking at them all and doing a tally of balances. And when the balances came in, 
Do you remember what the total was? It was double digits. It was incredible. (laughs) Something happened only a couple hours before that. The finance company that Mm -hmm. I had financed these VCRs, these editing decks is what they were. They called me up and they left a message on my machine. I had an answering machine (laughs) and I knew it was them. Right. I wasn't answering the phone. (laughs) And they called up and they left a message along the lines of, we know you're there. We know you're listening. <laughs> oh my. You are long overdue. And I felt, I'm like a prisoner in my own home. Yeah. I, I can't answer my phone. I owe money to people. This has got to stop. And you were not brought up that way. I was not you brought up brought that up way. You were brought up total anti-debt. Absolutely. My mother was... Did she, was she aware of this situation? No. Oh, no, not at all. She may have had an inkling, but nothing that I told her. Yeah. But my mother was pretty sharp, so Mm -hmm. she probably read a lot between the lines. (laughs) My, I I just, that phone call made me feel like garbage. Yeah. So I broke out everything, as I said. I I had a good cry over the debt that I was in. And then I remembered it was like, I've just got to start this. And the only way to start it is start contacting these people don't hide from them anymore. And that's exactly what I did. I remember calling MasterCard and I told them, I'm probably on your 10 most wanted list right now, but I'm telling you, you will never have to call me again for a payment. I'm going to pay this card off. That is so interesting because it's almost like the first step is admitting you have a problem. I admitted right? I had a problem. And you, yeah, you voiced it and you're like, I'm committed. That's exactly what it wow. was. That's exactly that was, what it was. That was really like, Smart, like yeah, that, maybe, that was a smart yeah. step. <laughs> the first smart thing I done. Well, yeah, in years. but if you don't do that, it's easy to kind of like. I just remember I reached an end. Yeah, it was like I'm done. I'm yeah. done with this, and that phone call made me feel like pond scum. But to ensure you continue to move in that right direction, that you you made those calls. Oh, those I made creditors. those calls, and it was rough. Right, it was rough making those calls. Because I, I felt see, like a dirt. Bag. I could see you let a day or two go by, and you uh-uh. kind of get no. But if you hadn't made those calls, I'm saying yes, you could maybe fall back into ah, yeah, I'll get to it, right? But sure, no, yeah, I good for you. That's I did fantastic. it, man. I called them all, and I called the people that left the message on my answering machine. <laughs> and I'll, I will say, I, I wish you I, got the same person. I, I don't know if I did, <laughs> but I did say you left a message earlier, and I know I'm way behind. That's going to stop, and it stopped. Yeah. I adopted what my mother called the envelope system. Oh, yes. This and is, I stole her idea. That's what when, my dad did. I watched him stuff envelopes my whole life, yep. my whole childhood. And when the money came in, I allocated, 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 and I started paying stuff off. And I am not kidding. This is not exaggeration. This is not walked uphill both ways in snow. <laughs> there were some weeks I had barely $10 to my name. Yeah. And my little, brother, little bit of overkill. my brother got married. I was in the middle of all this debt payoff. I had to borrow $50 <laughs> from my girlfriend to put in his card. The girlfriend you were trying to impress. The girlfriend I was trying to impress. <laughs> and I paid her back the following week right after payday. But she did not find it. And months later in an envelope. To save, no, she did not. <laughs> and to save that money because I had an envelope system. I walked to work like almost from the house. It was like six miles one way. So instead of driving. Instead of driving to save gas. Oh my gosh, you were like a mustachian. You were like, 
you know. I did it to save that money. You're like riding your bike around town. I could eat for free in the mall, which the food was not good in the food court. But I could eat for free because I worked at the movie. Everybody wants movies. Of course. So I got free pizza, free subs, free McDonald's, whatever. So I didn't buy groceries for like two weeks for myself to save up that money to give that $50 back to my girlfriend. That is impressive. That's where that money came from. So it wasn't like I magically fell behind or pulled out money. That was it. I gave her the $50 back and I thought I could save X amount of dollars here, there, Mm -hmm. doing this. And that's what I did. So start to finish, how long did that take you? Well, it took, it took, um, it had to be years. It took about four and a half years. Wow. Four and a half years. You were that committed for four and a half years? Four and a half years. You didn't experience like fatigue or anything? Absolutely. I experienced fatigue. Okay. Talk about that. I did. I, I, I I just kept saying, this isn't living. This is existing. (laughs) Right. And I took it upon myself to go back to college at the same time or after you were done at the same time. Oh, at the same time. So I had two different kinds of debt going. Right. But just as I got back into college, I had paid off the other debt. So I was just paying off the last of that debt when I got into college. The last of the consumer debt. Of the old consumer debt. And then you took on the education debt. Then I took on the educational debt. Which is supposedly good debt, but that's debatable. (laughs) Right. It doesn't feel good, I can tell you that. That's debatable. It depends how much you borrow. But I can tell you... Now I'll tell you the number. Please. It was over $40,000. It was over $40,000 of consumer debt debt gone in college classes for an ex-girlfriend, stereo, uh, video equipment, clothing, nights out, dinners out, expensive New Year's Eve out, Christmas, all of that stuff. Forty some thousand. Basically, dollars. everything you couldn't afford to pay cash for. Exactly. You put on a card. Exactly. You lived on a card. And I, supplement. I lived so frugally for almost four and a half years to pay it all off. I well, I did a post about extreme frugality fatigue. So yes. it sounds like you oh, really I, experienced. I that. really experienced. I mean, we talked about this before. There, there was a time just as I was finishing off that debt. I didn't have enough money. Remember I said I finished, I was finishing the consumer debt as I was rolling into the student debt. And as yes. that time overlapped, I remember we had a particularly bitter winter and I had just moved into this farmhouse and it did not hold the heat whatsoever. <laughs> and I went through like 500 gallons of heating oil oh. and I had none. I was down to like, the 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 furnace is going to shut off. <laughs> And we're talking, it was so cold, the Delaware River froze. Oh, Okay. So I remembered calling my mother (laughs) and I said, mom, because it was either heating oil or books. Mm -hmm. And I said, mom, I I just need, I I think it was a couple hundred bucks just to get me through. And that was the last thing I borrowed from anybody. Right. And I got my mom that money right back. Right. But... I remember that was the last, because I said, mom, I just sent all this money in to finish paying off this debt. And I was like, it was the beyond the end of the tunnel. I was inches away from finishing. Right. You could see the finish I line. Could, oh, beyond the, I could taste it. I could stick my <laughs> tongue out and lick the finish line. <laughs> Might have to make this an explicit podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are the mad money oh. monster. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we've, we've talked about this before it's not like the first time i've heard this story but i think you really went into more detail i i feel like i picked up more more bits and pieces well than... see then i taught you something yeah you taught well, me something yeah i taught yeah you something. yeah definitely wow 
Yeah, that's true. I do want to touch a little bit on that extreme frugality fatigue, though. Sure, go ahead. So at, at what point over the course of those four years, at what point did that kick in? Oh, when pretty you, quickly. When, <laughs> I, when, when you're borrowing $50 to put in your brother's wedding card. But but pretty quickly. Is that three months? Is that six months? Is, I'm, it, I'm is it a year say, and a half? I'm going to say between three and six months, I was really feeling it. Okay. Because I was really socking away money in those envelopes to pay bills. And then, of course, you have the car broke down. You need yeah, inspection. Right. Then uh, the tires go. Right. You need this. But how did you not lose focus? How did you keep going? At the, did you keep going at that extreme pace? Or did you back did. it down a little bit? No, I did not back it down. Wow. So you kept going. So three to six months in, you're feeling this is not living. Yet you continue to maintain that that lightning pace. This is why I'm a nervous wreck as I am in real life now. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's from, <laughs> it's from live. It's almost like a PTSD. You know how I am about money there. We, we had the generic Ooh, thing. Yeah, that's, I that's will true. take the generic things off the shelves. I, I will be upstairs and be like, there is, you know, uh, a quarter inch of milk. You finish that milk, you know, <laughs> don't you dare throw that milk down the sink. Finish that milk. So this is why when I, when I scoff at your, yes. at your generic cereal, I get upset. <laughs> I feel humiliated. I feel stupid. Why would you feel like that? Because That's I on. do. I feel, I feel like I've never shaken off that debt ridden kid who just wastes. I mean, I, I think about like when you do these podcasts and I, I listen to your people and I think, oh, what, what would I have had if I had invested oh, that forty some thousand dollars? Oh, of course, who doesn't do that? I, I be, do that. I would be retired. Of course. I, of course. $40,000 in 1994? Listen, if I had taken all the advice that, that I received from that person back when I was 18, 19 years old and been like, wow, this is how the other half lives. I'm going to do what he does. Yeah. If I would have done that. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah. of course. I wouldn't be going to work today. Or at least I'd have the option So that not fatigue to. has stayed with me because it, it became so ingrained in me. I never let up. And you know, you're married to me. I'm the hardest person on me. Well, and, and again, we're currently chasing... Uh, financial independence so we dropped the retire early piece of that um, yes which we talked about in episode three i believe uh but yeah as part of that chase we we incorporated incorporated the extreme frugality into our current lifestyle for a bit and decided that just wasn't for us now i, I didn't feel like, i feel exhausted talking about i that. didn't realize that that <laughs> affected you though so yeah, i feel so like deeply spent. I like for me, right when now. we when we were on the extreme frugality kick, it was just like, I kind of felt like you, like this isn't living because we don't have to live like this. You know, we don't have to deny ourselves, you know, every little thing. Right. Right. Like, yeah. So, well, I hope we were able to influence and motivate some people today. Right. To... As, as we're telling all this, as we get ready yeah. for an expensive we're, vacation so... to Yellowstone. <laughs> hey. That's another podcast. <laughs> How many times have I said that? <laughs> I wouldn't say it's that expensive. No, we're, we're not we going will... crazy on it, no. But yeah, we're not camping out either. No. I'm not camping out. No, you're not. I'm... No. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, not with me. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but 
contrary to popular, I sound like I'm not frugal at all. Trust me. Like I, I was super gluing my shoes together yeah. the other day. Well, I, you are, you are well, I know, but I feel like when we do these podcasts, I, I'm like, no, I, I, I drive a BMW and I do this and I do that. Right. <laughs> but I'm definitely frugal and we definitely have a high savings rate, but. Well, I think uh, I'm going to now go get some therapy for this. <laughs> well, I'd love, if anybody has like a story that we can share on the air, like I'd love to hear. Yeah, I'd love other, to hear like, if somebody else went through this. Get payoff stories and, and how it, it did or didn't create anxiety or and, and if you've fr- been able to frugality shake it off. fatigue. <laughs> yeah, shake it off because yeah. I haven't shaken it off. Yeah, so. So, well, this was great. Yeah, that, it was, this was fun. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Well, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we will be back next week. See ya! Uh, Head on over to iTunes and give us a like and a review. And if you want to read our blog, it's madmoneymonster.com. And we are all over social media at madmoneymonster. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at themadmoneymonster at gmail.com.